quite a word in season for us as a church today. And so I'm going to get her up here. And what I want you to do is just from your seat, I want you to stretch out a hand and we're just going to pray for her and bless her this morning. And so, Father, we just thank you for Tam. We thank you for this word, Lord, that you've put on her heart, Father. We thank you for your word. This morning, Holy Spirit, we pray that you would come and speak through Tam like fire coming out of her mouth, Lord, into our hearts, that you would plant something deep, that you would stir things up, that you would break things off, Lord, that you would commission new things, Heavenly Father, that you would breathe life and healing into people this morning in the power of your word, Lord. And we thank you that Tam is your appointed person to deliver this message today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. I want you to turn to Ezekiel 37. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. And he asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will come, I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. The Babylonian Empire was in control of a region from Egypt to the per Persian Gulf. And I've got a map up here behind me. For, if you're visual like me, I need a map and I need to see things of what I'm talking about. And they had conquered all of the opposing forces and they began deporting Jews over a period of years back to Babylon. And it was actually done in three groups over a period of time. And the first group that went consisted of um, people from royal birth, from noble birth. It, it involved a man named Daniel. He was in the first group to go. The second group to go involved a man and his name was Ezekiel. And he was a 25-year-old priest. And uh, he went with them and it began his 22-year career as a street preacher to the exiles. And God gives Ezekiel a very powerful vision of his throne in heaven, his glory and his power to strengthen Ezekiel for the tough ministry that was to come. Lots of the exiles in Babylon are hoping that they will soon be able to return back to where they came from. God commissions Ezekiel to deliver 
a message about the destruction of Jerusalem that was to come unless they repent. And so when Jerusalem ends up being destroyed, these exiles just lose all hope of returning to their homeland. So Ezekiel's preaching then shifts. And the second half of Ezekiel, his words then go into a new direction. And he starts talking about hope and restoration. And God gives Ezekiel a vision. And in this vision, he takes him to a valley. And in this valley were a lot of dry, a lot of dead, a lot of barren, a lot of bleached bones. And he's just walking back and forth through these dry bones. And it was just like an aftermath of battle. And then God then gives him a task to do. (coughs) Prophesy. To prophesy is to communicate with divine inspiration, to make inspired declarations as to what is to come. And Ezekiel is told by God to start prophesying to the bones and start declaring God's words over them because there is power in our words. Our words can build up or they can tear down. Our words can bless people or they can curse people. And in this chapter, it's pretty much as dead as dead can be. And Ezekiel's words, inspired by God, are bringing life to the bones. Verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound. And the bones came together bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. And in this chapter, there was two phases of his prophesying. The chapter I've just read is the first phase of the restoration. Scattered skeletons, bones and tendons being clicked back in, skin coming onto those bones, frames being transformed into individual corpse. But they are still just as dead. And we see that around us, don't we? You could build the most beautiful home. You could build the most beautiful church. Some of you might have had the opportunity to travel the world and and walk into the beautiful cathedrals around the world. But in some of those buildings, in some of those beautiful homes, there is no life. And this is not just with buildings, but with us as well, you know, with people. And we can go through seasons where we are feeling far from alive, actually right on the other side. And I know some of you might be in that boat right now, in that season, feeling hopeless about your situations feeling dry in some areas of your life, barren in parts. Some of you may feel like you're here today, but you're not really here. 
You know, only God can bring newness and, and new life. A few years back, uh, a lady walked into this church and I was just so pleased that I was here that day and she came through our doors and she was so happy and uh, she said hi to a few of us, whoever was here, and she just started sharing her story and she said, back in the day, I used to come to this church and, but then I've moved on and I'm out of the area. But every time I come back to Burpengary, I, I visit, I, I drive down Pitt Road, I always drive down Pitt Road and I look to see what's happening with this building. She said, I was gutted the day that I drove past this church and I saw a sign outside this church and it was of a funeral home. And she, walked, she drove past this church and she's like, God, you cannot get much deader than that. <laughs> and that's what she said to herself. That day she was back in the area and she came to the church and she said, Yes, there's life. There's life again. And that might be the first bit of um, this building's history that you may have heard. But yes, there was a time when this place was a funeral home. Praise the Lord. There's life back. And she was so happy and she went on her way. But it was so really cool to, to meet her. Which takes us to the next stage of his vision. Ezekiel had prophesied to the bones and they have come together. They came together. They, they were a skeleton. And his prophesying then shifted and directed and his prophesying was now directed at the breath, at the wind, at the spirit because those bones needed a second touch. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come, breath, from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them and they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. You know, ruach is the Hebrew word for spirit, wind and breath. And God can create like we see in Genesis 1, displaying his power and, and purpose. But do you know what else God can do? He can recreate. And not only can he recreate, he can renew. God can realign. God can rejuvenate. God can revitalize. God can restore. God can resurrect. And I love that we have these words for hope community and our values of what we believe God's doing in this place. And our words are refuge, relationship, restoration, resurrection, renewal and release. The key to resuscitation is the breath. And it brings the body back to life. And in this vision, it was now time to prophesy to the breath and to invite it in, to say, come Holy Spirit and breathe life over this valley. Do you want to see that? <laughs> Good. We want to see God do this in Burpengary. We want to see God do this in Queensland. We want to see God do this in Australia. 
And like he has all the nations, we want to see God do this all around the world. Our family uh, just returned home from uh, a trip to Japan for three weeks. And uh, when we arrived there, it was very, very late at night and we were very, very tired. And um, we caught a train home and looking out the window, it was just all dark and you couldn't really see much. So the next day we were back on a train because in Japan you catch a lot of trains. And as I was sitting um, on the seat looking out the window as we were going past all the houses and all the units and all the spaces we were travelling through, I just heard Holy Spirit whisper, life, 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 back to life, back to life. And John 10.10 immediately came to my mind and it says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, and I have come that they may have life and life to the full. Japan has a population of 125 million people and 1% of them call themselves Christian. If you want to compare that to anything, Australia, I think, sitting at just over 40%. In regards to Jesus and his church there, I saw in person, it's a very, 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 very small flame. It's a nation that is high up on the list of unreached people, groups overworked, depressed, suicidal, yet their doors are wide open to sharing of the gospel. And as a family, we visited churches. We had the opportunity to pray for pastors, for their ministry in that country, and that God would strengthen them and resource them and just bless them. We listen to stories from our friends around dinner tables. I've got a few pictures actually of that. Daniel, thank you. We listen to stories from our friends around um, dinner tables, about Buddhism, about Shintoism, hearing about their eight million gods. And out of these religions, empty rituals just being handed down from generation to generation. But the cool thing is that they got to hear about our story and what we're doing here and Jesus. And some received a Bible for the very first time. We need God to revive Burpengary. We need God to revive Brisbane. We need God to revive Australia and also to revive the nations. It's got to look like something. It's got to look like something. We can sit and we can talk all about it. But it's got to look like something. And the very least is we invite you to come and pray at 11am on Thursdays, like Dan shared. Come and pray for revival. After Ezekiel prophesied, breath indeed entered into them and they stood up onto their feet a great army. A great army. They had come to life physically and now spiritually awakened. God revived them to become an army. The, listen to this one. The bones weren't revived to become a group of spectators. I want you to sit on this. God didn't bring you from death to life. If you are a follower of Jesus... God didn't bring you from death to life so that you can just watch the game. 
He wants you to get in the game. The bones weren't revived to live for their own comfort. This army now lived in full submission to the one who gave them life. And I don't know about you, but we Christians, we are in a battle. We're in a battle. We are in a war. We're in a war. Satan wants to disarm as many of us as possible. He does not want you reading the Word. He will throw every distraction in your way to stop you opening up His Word. Satan doesn't want you to pray. He will make you really, really tired just before that prayer meeting starts. He does this. He doesn't want you hanging around other Christians in community. He wants you by yourself, isolated. He wants you to believe that your situation will always be a hopeless situation, that there is no hope, so don't even bother. That's what he wants you to believe. He wants you to believe that you will never be healed. That anxiety will always be a part of your identity. He wants you to believe that. He wants you to believe that restoration in families can't happen. So don't bother making that phone call. Don't ring. This is what he wants us to agree with. But just like that breath in this vision that brought life to those dead bones, God is breathing on you a fresh wind. A fresh wind over your situations, over parts of your life that have been dry for so long. He's breathing a fresh wind over your bodies. He's breathing a fresh wind over your minds. He's breathing a fresh wind over your businesses. He's breathing a fresh wind over your workplaces. He's breathing a fresh wind over your friendships. He's breathing a fresh wind over your marriages. And his breath comes so that we can stand up, not in our own strength, but in his grace, power and love and to be caught up in his breath so we can get back in the game. As much as I would love to go straight to heaven tomorrow or in a minute, I don't know, as much as I'd love that not afraid of it. I'm like, woo, with Jesus 24-7. I get to see people that have gone before me. It's going to be awesome. As a Christian, you don't have to fear death. It has no sting. As much as I'd love to do that, where there is no pain, there's no tears, there's no heartaches. Until that day, until that day that the Lord calls you, until that day that the Lord calls me, we have assignments. We have assignments from Him. 
each and every one of us. And he promised that his presence, his kingdom will be in our hearts and that he will be with us every moment of every day until that beautiful and glorious day. But as Christians, we have that kingdom in our hearts. Verse 11, then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone and we are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. We are living in times of restoration and God is on the move. God is active in restoring what needs to be restored. Both Israel and the church have experienced periods of divine restoration. And God is surely not at the end of this process because his word tells us the best is yet to come. I'm so thankful that God does not leave us in our graves. He does not leave us feeling cut off. He's listening to your cries. He sees them. He sees every tear. He comes and he meets us where we are and he opens our graves and he pulls us out of them. Just like he did with Lazarus. He didn't leave him there forever. He came and he pulled him out. He called him out. He called him out of that grave. God breathes into us the spirit of the living God. He takes us from death to life. And you know what? When he pulls us out of that grave, he wants us to take off our grave clothes. He wants to clothe us in kindness and humility and gentleness and patience and his mercy. He wants to clothe us in new life. New life. Life. Life to the full. Because everything else in this world in comparison is an empty high, it's an empty life, and it's an empty ritual. God's words were, then you shall know that I am the Lord. This week I have sat down in front of these prayer walls and um, as Pastor Dan, he's encouraged us over the weeks to um, write three things on these square bits of paper. So if you're here today and you haven't come this year, that's what this is all about and People have just written three things on these square pieces and, and I've just, I've sat down and I've read every one of them and um, I have felt your vulnerability as I've read them and today I want to pray in faith 
that God will move in his power with his breath over your situations. Or today, maybe you have come and you're like, this word is for me. I am so dry and and it's just touching your heart or you're maybe watching online and, and you, today, you are in need of a fresh touch from the Lord. You're in need of a move of His Spirit on your life. You're in need of His fresh wind. And I wanna ask that you can be just so bold and I wanna ask if you wanna stand and I'm, I'm gonna pray for all these situations and pray for you right now. And in this next song, you might also like to respond by coming down and just sitting at the foot of the cross if you need that fresh touch from Holy Spirit. So why don't we stand? And, and if you wanna respond in a way, I just release you to, you, you may like to come down the front now and just sit at the cross. You might like to just stretch out your hands and just receive this prayer. I just felt like our family just needed to join you in standing. So just position yourself how God is leading you to receive in the next moment. And I pray you'll be obedient to His promptings. So you come. You come down the front if you need to do that. Lord, you love your children. You love your children, Father. And you see their cries. You see their cries. You see it all. And you're a father who comes alongside of them and your heart is breaking too with them. You're full of compassion and love. And Lord, you see the children, Father, that have been in this season for a very, very long time. You see the people that have sat in these valleys 
for years. You've seen the people that have sat in this valley for decades. Yet they have not wavered. They have remained faithful, Lord. They have not given up. You see them. And you have loved how faithful they have been in this season. They have been tested. They have had many things coming their way, yet they have not given up, Jesus. You see it all. But Father, I I thank You, Lord, that today is a new day. And I thank You, Jesus, that You are bringing life. And I thank You, Jesus, that You are bringing a move of Holy Spirit with Your wind and Your fresh anointing and breath, Father, and You're breathing over them today. And You're saying it's a new day. It's a new day. And He's coming and He's meeting you in that grave. And He's holding out His hands and He's pulling you up. And He's saying, it's time, it's time, it's time. It's time for a new season. It's time for a new outlook. It's time for new strength. Come Holy Spirit and breathe upon them, Father. I ask Holy Spirit, to come and breathe on every situation on that wall in Jesus' Name. I pray for every person that have written a salvation, Father, that You come and breathe on that person in Jesus' Name, that we will never give up hope in praying for them. We will not shrink back, Jesus. They are marked. Every single person, every single name that is written on these prayer cards, Father, We mark them in Jesus' Name. They are Yours, they are Yours. And we push back darkness around them, Father. Draw them closer to Yourself, Lord. Father, I pray, God, over every person that has written cards on these walls, Father, over mental health, Jesus. I pray, Father, for a fresh wind, for your healing, God, to minds, just like how you can heal a knee, just like how you can heal a back, Father, just like you can heal an elbow, Father. We pray healing over minds in Jesus' Name today. We break up with anxiety. We no longer call you mine. We do not use that language. It's not ours to own. So today we stop calling it my anxiety because if you want to have it, you can call it my. But I feel like the Lord's saying, use different language. It will be the first step of your healing. Break up with it today in Jesus' Name. Lord, I just pray the blood of Jesus over minds today. We will not 
agree that this will be like this forever, that I will be like this forever. We break up with that lie in Jesus' Name. We break that off. And we walk. We walk in Your truth. We walk in Your identity. We walk in new truths, Father. Lord, I lift up marriages, Father, in this place, God. Breathe a fresh wind. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Lord, make them strong. Make them a team. Strengthen marriages, I pray in Jesus' Name. Father, there are many people on these walls praying for direction. God, we ask Holy Spirit to come and breathe and answer those cries, Jesus. Clear out the fog, clear out the clutter. And I pray callings on Jesus, in Jesus' Name. I pray that You will hear Holy Spirit whisper, this is the next thing I want for You. And I pray the peace of the Lord will flood your heart. And I pray in the meantime that you will rest knowing that the Lord knows and you can just lean back and rest in the Father. Father, I pray God for Burp and Gary, Jesus. Father, I saw a man walking this week up Station Road, Father, and he looked like a dead man walking. He looked like a zombie. Father, would You revive this area, Jesus. Bring people back to life, Father, and it is only by Your Holy Spirit. So come Holy Spirit and flood this place, Lord, so that it can burst out. Make us bold, Lord, as kingdom carriers that wherever we walk, we're vessels of You. I pray for salvations at Burpengary Community Shopping Centre, Father. I pray for salvations down here at that shopping centre, Father God. I pray for salvations, God, in playgrounds across Burpengary, Lord. Father, we can pray these things, but make us bold in the moment, just like Angela. Make us bold like You made Angela bold, Father. Empower us, Jesus. Empower us, Father, just to walk across the street. So come, Holy Spirit, and breathe on us, I pray. 